Part six of Early Guides to the English Lake District. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. An extract from a tour in Scotland, seventeen sixty nine, by Thomas Pennant. The country near Carlisle consists of small enclosures, but a little farther on towards Penrith changes into coarse downs. On the east, at a distance, are ridges of high hills running parallel to the road with a good enclosed country in the intervening space. Above Penrith is a rich enclosed tract, mixed with hedgerow trees and woods. On the south-west, a prospect of high and craggy mountains. After I left Lockerbie, nature, as if exhausted with her labours in the lofty hills of Scotland, seemed to have lain down and reposed herself for a considerable space, but here began to rise again, with all the sublimity of alpine majesty. Penrith is an ancient town, seated at the foot of a hill, is a great thoroughfare for travellers, but has little other trade, except a small one of checks. The church is very neat, the gallery supported by large columns, each formed of a single stone. In the churchyard is a monument of great antiquity, consisting of two stone pillars eleven feet six inches high, and five in circumference in the lower part, which is rounded. The upper is square and tapers to a point. In the square part is some fretwork and the relievo of a cross. Both these stones are mortified at their lower part into a round one. They are about fifteen feet asunder. The space between them is enclosed on each side with two very large but thin semicircular stones, so that there is left a walk between pillar and pillar of two feet in breadth. Two of these lesser stones are plain, the other two have certain figures at present scarce intelligible. Cross the Emot, a small river, and soon after the Lowther over Yeoman's Bridge, near which I enter Westmoreland. About four miles further, cross Clifton Moor, where the rebels made a short stand in 1745, and sacrificed a few men to save the rest of their army. Pass over Shap Fells, more black, dreary and melancholy, than any of the highland hills, being not only very barren but destitute of every picturesque beauty. This barren scene continued to within a small distance of Kendal, a large town on the river Kent, in a rich and beautiful vale, well cultivated and prettily wooded. Here is a very great trade in knit worsted stockings, some linses, and a coarse sort of cloth called cottons, for the guinea trade. Near Burton enter Lancashire, reach its capital Lancaster after a large and well-built town, seated on the Loon, a river navigable for ships of 250 tons, as high as the bridge. The custom-house is a small but most elegant building, with a portico supported by four ionic pillars on a beautiful plain pediment. There is a double flight of steps, a rustic surbase and coins, a work that does much credit to Mr. Gillow, the architect, an inhabitant of this town. The church is seated on an eminence, and commands an extensive but not a pleasing view. The castle is entire, the courts of justice are held in it, and it is also the county jail. The front is very handsome, consists of two large angular towers, with a handsome gateway between. End of part six.